Hello, welcome back to Censored News. Man, that is the best intro song in the biz. That's all me and Joe actually talk about whenever we're not on air. We talk about our intro song. But hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. Uh, this is Trey. We have Joe coming up. Like you know, we start every episode with the vision of Censored News. It's to educate, equip, and mobilize we the people. We have a very packed episode tonight. We have, we're have we going to go talk Trump, DeSantis, 24. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a couple things coming out of the Supreme Court. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what Biden's administration is trying to do with our American flag and some more updates on the oil spill. So we got a packed episode. Um, I'm going to send it over here to Joe real quick, and he's going to start us off with some rapid news. Take it away, Joe. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Starting off this evening, the American taxpayers across a number of towns and cities are being charged to the tune of more than $66 million to help illegal aliens fight their deportation from the United States. This funding is often passed through a group linked to the billionaire George Soros. With China, a bipartisan, a bipartisan group of House lawmakers is looking for accountability regarding the U.S. Department of Agriculture's failure to conduct oversight of foreign acquisition of the United States agricultural land as the Chinese Communist Party is buying up land across the country. Representative James Comer, the Republican from Kentucky, is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, and he has announced the markup of bills aimed at preventing the government from colluding with private companies to censor the American citizens. One of the bills expands the Hatch Act, which prevents federal employees from engaging in political activities to prevent those same employees from censoring lawful speech. A second bill introduced by Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania requires all arms of the government to report censorship that took place over the past five years. The House Republicans will permit the January 6th defendants to use capital security footage in their legal defense, a decision that could impact the ongoing prosecutions from the 2021 riot. Speaker Kevin McCarthy has granted the footage to defendants on a case-by-case -case bias, as well letting you know that there are still law-abiding citizens in prison from this staged riot. Men competing in women's sports is coming to an end in certain states, as Ohio, Nebraska, Kansas, and Texas are all pursuing legislation that would prevent men who identify as women from competing in the women's sports. The Ohio Republican Party is set to reintroduce legislation that would defend women's sports. Republican House Speaker Jason Stevens noted at a press conference that the legislation aims to protect the integrity of girls sport to protect the integrity of girls sports and make certain that biological males cannot compete in female only athletics. The American flag is under attack as the Department of Defense has issued a formal ruling barring the military personnel from towing the American flag behind them during parachute jumps and from participating in the horizontal display of the American flag. As we know, this is the way in which the country has, has displayed their patriotism at sporting events and so on. As of February 10th, the memo from the DOD Public Affairs Office sent to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and National Guard departments reminding soldiers to show proper respect for the U.S. flag during community events. U.S. coal. While the Biden attacks the U.S. coal producers and families of the coal miners, China is building new coal plants at a breakneck speed. China approved 168 coal-fired power plants in just 2022, the most rapid expansion of the country's coal-fired power capacity since 2015. Chinese-compared companies began introducing the 50 gigawatts worth of coal-fired power capacity in 2022 
that more that is more than triple the rest of the world put together and spiking more than 50% from 2021. Conversely, President Biden's Signature Inflation Reduction Act is expected to lead the retirement of 30 gigawatt to 60 gigawatt of U.S. coal-fired power plants by 2030 by making it more difficult for coal to compete with the renewables. Everyone, that wraps up the rapid news. Coming up next, Trey, after this short break. Oh, thanks, Joe. Sorry. Can you hear me now? There we go. Yeah, sorry. Forgot to unmute myself. <clears throat> thanks, Joe. Uh, we'll hear from Joe in just a few minutes. Um, but before that, I just want to jump into a few things. First thing we're going to jump into is uh, Supreme Court of the United States. They are hearing arguments on student loan forgiveness today. The Supreme Court will weigh President Joe Biden's uh, plan to cancel billions of dollars in federal student loan debt, which has been frozen for months due to the legal challenges against it. The case will ultimately revolve around whether Biden's education department would exceed the parameters of a 2003 law on student aid programs. Not just that is that has to do with money that should be going through Congress. He has no constitutional right uh, to do that, and he won't. And after hearing more reports today, it seems like the Supreme Court will uh, shut that down. It doesn't seem like that will go forward, but we'll keep you updated in the minute they release a, um, they release a ruling on it. We'll, we'll report on it for you guys. Uh, moving on to Santa strips, even more power from Disney. The Florida governor has appointed a new member to the state board who will oversee the Orlando theme parks, a parental rights advocate, he says the new board will promote more family-friendly entertainment like what Walt Disney envisioned. Uh, Ron DeSantis signed a bill eliminated Disney's special governing district on the same day. Okay, two things. The second part, I like. The first part, I don't. Honestly, I do not like it. Here's the reason. Why is the government getting involved on this level with a private company? Right? How is this not invasion of the government? I understand and support fighting the indoctrination being done over there at Disney, uh, but I support it in the way of like what he did. Eliminated Disney's special governing district, right? Stripping away tax privileges that literally nobody gets but Disney. I mean, Disney essentially runs their own city and pays little to none in comparison to what they could and should be paying, right? He needs to be going after their money, right? But inserting the government into the board in a company, right? That's we what I mean. Is that not what the FBI and Democrats were doing at Twitter, Facebook, Google, right? Is that not what they're doing over there at BlackRock, right? George Soros and his businesses. I mean, how is that any different? Oh, but he's on our side. I get it. I get it. But we can't do that. It's called lim we want limited government. We do not. I mean, first it's DeSantis. Next thing you know, you're going to have Newsom doing it over there at Disney in California, right? So, uh, it, I mean, and then every single Democrat governor is going to be inserting themselves into private businesses and private companies across the country, right? I can see DeSantis is starting that as a, a very, very bad path to go on, and I, didn't, I don't like that. I like him going after their money. Okay, well, anyways, let's move on to 2024. So we have a, 20, a new 2024 poll, just came out today, shows Trump putting distance between himself and DeSantis. Trump, 55%, uh, DeSantis polling at 25, right? And whenever they did another poll where it's just them going up against each other and Trump again in that poll beats DeSantis head on with a 30 point lead. Um, talking about DeSantis, a lot of flip-flop rhinos in America, never America first, never MAGA, quote-unquote Republicans, right? You can't call them Republicans. 
they're attacking Trump for attacking DeSantis. Okay, let's get this straight, right? DeSantis wouldn't be governor without Trump, right? He, I mean, literally look at his campaign ads, right? His campaign ads was him and his wife teaching his baby how to spell MAGA, how to spell Trump, right? Teaching his baby how to say make America great again, right? Ron DeSantis literally ran off. Trump saved him. DeSantis was losing to the cracked out Democrat in 2018. Y'all remember that guy? Dude was found with male hookers in a, in a motel doing crack, right? That's who DeSantis was losing to in 2018 until Trump stepped in and saved him. Trump stepped in. The minute Trump stepped in, boom, DeSantis starts winning, right? Then he followed Trump's advice, created election task force and shut down the fraud, right? DeSantis was one of the few governors to actually listen to Trump before 2020 and fix, and fix their state's election system before it could be rigged, right? Because remember, Trump went around the country warning everybody, and DeSantis, being newly governor, took Trump's advice, smartest thing he ever did. He took his advice and look what happened. Ron Bunn by 20 points in 2022. And by the way, we say it every time. We're going to keep saying it. 2022, Trump won, uh, DeSantis won by 20 points and he still didn't get the same amount of voters as Trump got in 2020. Just throwing that out there. But anyways, this is why Trump calls him DeSantimonious because it seems like Ron forgot who helped him and who got him where he is now. Right. Ron's teetering on a very, 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 very dangerous ground um, if he runs against Trump. Right. I, I mean, and it seems like it's going that way. And that's why he calls him the sanctimonious. I mean, he forgot if it wasn't for Trump, he wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Trump. Right. The Democrat would have probably won. Right. The 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 election, there would have been ballot harvesting, ballot stuffing, Florida would have been a lot closer in 2020 if not already going for, right, if they didn't rig it already. So he calls him the sanctimonious, right? Why? Because he seems to forgot where he came from. People seem to forget that Ron, right, Ron was very hawkish and pro-war with his votes before being governor. Before Trump came along, DeSantis wasn't wasn't your top guy you looked at in Congress, right? He wasn't your top guy. He he was someone very hawkish. He was someone who aligned with the Bushes, right? He says Bush Sr. is his idol, right? That's who he looks up to. Now you had Jeb Bush endorsing him and being in campaign ads with him, right? So people forget that. They forget that his voting record wasn't anything to write home about, right? And if Trump made Ron, and Ron bases his all, all of his policies off of Trump, which he does, then how will Ron fight Trump in 2024, right? Because you think about it. Before Trump, very hawkish, very rhino-ish, very establishment. Trump gets him, rebrands him, right? Makes him American first. Ron moves that way. Now, all of his policy, every single policy is based off of Trump. Every single policy, every single advice, everything comes from Trump, right? So how is he going to fight? What's going to make him different? Right? It's not the age. He's they're going to get you're going to hear this. Oh, age, we need younger. We need younger. No, we don't. It's not that we need younger. No, we need American first. We need someone like Trump. We need Trump. Right? So it's not the age. They're going to get the age argument. That's uh that's don't fall for it. Um it's going to be the Ukraine war, right? And mark my words, mark it right here. 14 minutes, 17 seconds. Our podcast, what is this episode 18, Tuesday, February 28th, 8:30, 8:26 p.m. I called it. Ron will get up and declare I will win us the war. He will say I will send in troops and defeat Russia and win. That's what he's going to say. He, if it's his choice, he's going to get up and he's going to offer a Bush type solution, more forever wars. And he's going to claim, I'm going to win the war. Right. And let me tell you, that is going to be the kiss of death. Any support he had done with real people, we, the people, any support that he had done because no one, and I mean, no one wants another war where we go out and send our children to die for no reason whatsoever. Right now, this is what Trump's going to do. Trump's going to do what he's doing now, but he's going to do it. He's going to unveil his plan even more. This is what Trump's plan is going to be, right? And he's already said it. He's going to shut down the war without sending in troops, right? He's going to force Russia. 
He's going to force Ukraine to the table without having to bomb, kill, or send any troops overseas. Right? How's he going to do that? Trump's smart. Trump's a businessman. How did he get Russia at bay during his four years? Think about it. Russia invaded under Trump, uh, under uh, Bush Sr. Russia invaded Ukraine under Clinton. Russia invaded Ukraine under Bush Jr. Russia invaded Ukraine under Obama. Then four years didn't invade under Trump, not one time. Why? Because Trump keeps them at bay. He knows what? He knows where to hit them where it hurts. He hits their pocketbook, right? Trump's the one who stopped the Nord Stream pipeline, remember? That was a massive hit to Ukraine, uh, to Russia. And guess what? Biden started it up. First executive order he signed was to get that Nord Stream pipeline going. He gave Russia all the money they needed to fund this war with Ukraine, right? But no, Trump's going to come in and without sending a single kid over there to die, he's going to stop this war in its tracks and force them to the table, right? And while he's at it, he's probably going to force China, North Korea, and Taiwan to the table as well. And you know what? That's exactly what we want. And for that reason, we'll vote for Trump every single time, every single time. And this is just where Trump's at. Listen to this video. This is him and uh, Gorka talking this morning. That point you just made. I, I'm asked frequently. Uh, so what what would President Trump do if he were still in the White House? And I just laugh and I say w nothing because Putin wouldn't have invaded. Yep. Would have never happened. He knew that. And I'll tell you another thing that wouldn't have happened. President Xi of China would not be invading. And I think you're going to see that in the not too distant future, Taiwan. I don't think he would be invading Taiwan either. And also, it had to do with the fact that the Afghanistan removal, the way they left Afghanistan was such a disaster. I think the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, it showed gross incompetence. And I think that probably helped the decision to go into Ukraine. But it never happened under, under me. And you know what? I really believe that because it didn't happen under him, right? So let's move on. Let's get back to Fox News. We talked about Fox News for just a second, but let's get back into it. Paul Ryan and Fox are going all in for DeSantis, right? Ryan even said in an interview that he wouldn't be supporting Trump or calling himself a Republican if Trump wins the nomination. Great. Round of applause. Great. Wow. Paul, you're so, you're so brave. You're so stunning. You are so stunning. I can't believe you would say that. No, that's okay. That's what he really is. He's never been a Republican. He's never been a conservative, right? So we call him rhinos. So this primary, this, so this primary really is drowning out, uh, drawing out all the rhino cockroaches into the light, right? Uh, the funny thing is, is right after this, where Paul Ryan said that Fox News went to an event thinking they could find DeSantis supporters and, and spotlight them, right? So you had Fox News in this giant room, probably about 100, 150 people's restaurant or something at this event, right? And they were hunting for DeSantis supporters and really wanted to give a big bird to Trump, right? That That backfired and it was actually really amazing. Every person in there they talked to said no one but Trump. Then they finally found one DeSantis supporter, and the lady said she'd prefer Trump but would vote for either. So that just shows you. I mean, that, that they're, they're putting it. It's 2016 all over again, right? Fox News is working overtime trying to shun Trump, attack anyone pro-Trump, right? They're, they're, not, they're not covering him, not talking about him. They barely covered him going to Ohio. I mean, that was a major win for Republican Party and the conservatives, Trump going to Ohio. And Fox News all but ignored it, right? Look at what Murdoch said in the deposition, Fox v. Dominion. He threw Hannity, Ingram, Carlson, he uh, Gutfield, he threw them all under the bus. He threw them under the bus. He said Fox didn't support the election fraud claims, and those anchors were essentially rogue, right? No, no, this is great. Fox needs to, Fox actually should drop them. Fox should drop Gutfield, Ingram, Hannity, and Carlson, and then they can go literally anywhere else and, or start their own network. And guess what? Those viewers are going to follow them, right? They're going to follow them, and Fox News will take its rightful place alongside CNN, MSDC, DNC, ABC, all of them follow them right to the garbage, right? Because ratings for Fox are down. We all know that. And the only people actually producing rating are those, th those guys, right? Ingram, Gutfield. 
Hannity, Carlson. The only people, those are the only people producing ratings for Fox. They are carrying their network. I, I turned on Fox the other day for five minutes in the middle of the day and couldn't take it anymore. Had to turn it off. Went back to good old reliable Steve Bannon, you know? Uh, so why does Fox and the Rhinos hate Trump? Is it his personality? Uh, probably not. Uh, the reason they hate him is because he is truly America first. He is the anti-war president for the first time in decades. First time in decades. He was the first president in decades to not start a new war, right? To not start a war, right? He was actually the first president to end wars, right? The GOP and Fox have been pushing war propaganda for decades, right? They want war. They make money off of war, and war helps us inch towards tyranny, right? We saw how eager the left and a lot of Republicans were so eager to grab power during the China pandemic, right? War helps them grab power. That's what this is all about. That's what war in Ukraine is about. War against China, um, Russia, all these war. It pushes us towards tyranny, pushes us towards, uh, I mean, once bombs start going off, martial law. Once bombs start going off, suspending. They're, they're going to suspend all all the Constitution. They'll suspend the Constitution, right? They'll take your rights away, right? And they'll hide it under the guise of war, right? That is why they hate Trump, because Troy's, uh, Trump is anti-war. Trump is anti-war. And, I mean, look at his video. Let, let's look at his video from yesterday. President Trump busted right out of the gate yesterday, unveiling a bold America first trade policy approach for second presidential term that would end the United States dependence on China. He started it first term and he's going to finish the job this time. Joe Biden claims to support American manufacturing. This is what Trump said. Uh, but in reality, he's pushing the same pro-China globalist agenda that ripped the industrial heart out of our country. So Trump said Trump's trade platform, which would revisit the core tenets of the 21st century uh, Marxism would also implement the following policies. Number one, impose tariffs on foreign producers rather than raising taxes on America's citizens. Duh, no-brainer. Why haven't we been doing that? The tariffs will increase incrementally if other countries manipulate their currency or otherwise engage in unfair trading practices. Great. Second, they'll revoke China's most favored nation trade status and adopt a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods, everything from steel to pharmaceuticals. Three, they're going to ban federal contracts for companies that outsource to China and establish new rules to halt U.S. companies from investing in China. Great. And the last thing he said was stop China from buying up America land. Great. Great, 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 great. Down the board. Great. In his video, Trump spent, Trump explained, this is what he said, my agenda will tax China to build up America. The heart of my vision is a sweeping pro-American overhaul of our tax and trade policy to move from the Biden system that punishes domestic producers and rewards outsourcers to a system that rewards domestic production and taxes foreign companies. And those who export American jobs, they will be rewarded and rewarded greatly. And our country will benefit Beautiful. That's what we need. That's exact. And we saw a little bit of that his first four years. We saw a little bit of that, right? Imagine how wealthy our country will be. Gas will be cheaper. Goods will be cheaper. Groceries will be cheaper. Wages will be up. Jobs will be everywhere, right? That's what we want. So via his campaign, the high tariffs on foreign producers, what like this is what he said, will be the linchpin, the linchpin of a new strategic national manufacturing initiative that will rebalance the global trading system and dramatically strengthen America, America first. Trump's powerful trade policy pitch comes shortly after he slammed China for their foreign incursion here via spies that have been uh, embedded into the U.S., Right. So per uh, RSBN, he promised to direct the DOJ and the FBI to hunt down Chinese spies by restarting his Chinese espionage tax force if elected again, which we need. So this is why they hate him. Look at McConnell, Coco Chow, Biden, 90 percent of Congress in the Senate. They are making money off China. Look at it. Millions and millions of dollars they are making off China. Most of our government are in the pocket 
of China, right? Remember how Congress fought Trump for four years as he stood against China? Remember how Nancy Pelosi and McConnell and all in Congress and Senate, they fought Trump, fought him. He was standing up against China and they fought him, they fought him, they fought him, they fought him tooth and nail. They fought him. I'm surprised he even was able to get done what he got done, but he, they fought him. Now Congress is trying to say, we need to be tough on China. It's all theater. Don't believe a word out of their mouths. They don't want to be tough on China. It's a talking point because at this point, they realize they can't beat Trump. They realize people are onto their ruse, right? They can't beat Trump. So what they're doing is they're stealing his policy talking points and saying them whenever they can. They're never going to stand up to China. They're never going to follow through. If they have, they would have been doing it the last 40 years that they've been in Congress, but they haven't. They set us up for this. They set the country up. They set us up. So don't fall for it. Decades of all talk, and the only person to follow through against China was President Trump. The only person. And even now, want to know how we know it's all talk? Look at Biden and the left. They won't even admit that the virus came from Wuhan. We have irrefutable proof that it came from there, and it was a lab leak, and the facts are out. The report's been coming out all week, but they are still covering from China and covering for Fauci and covering for their gain-of-function researched that caused all this. Don't believe a flipping word out of their mouths. They're all liars. If they're talking, they're lying, right? That's how you know if they're lying. If they're talking, they're lying, right? So don't fall for it. Every four years they do this. Oh, we need a strong border. We need to be tough on China. We need to be tough on Russia, right? Blah, blah, blah. And then they never do anything, right? Look at Joe Biden. Literally everything he said during his campaign was a lie. He's destroying our country. Everything of it was a lie. Right, We could have a whole episode where all it is is just Biden talking, making promises in 2020. And then the next episode will be his administration talking, saying the exact opposite and how they lied. Right. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we got Joe and some conversation. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everyone. So I just want to touch on that real quick, Trey, is, uh, and, and for you guys as the listeners, is that Ron DeSantis has not announced yet that he's running, okay? He is the most logical candidate to run against Trump, but he has not announced yet. So one of two things, we are a little bit early, or he's pushing back going, hey, I don't have a chance against Trump because he's done so much for me. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you got to look at it. Um, he's going on a book tour around the country. He's been having events all around the country, flouting the success of Florida. Sounds like a campaign to me. He has, he has donors coming to him, establishment donors flocking to him, trying to give him millions of dollars. Right. You have some Trump Trump donors, some big Trump donors are actually leaving Trump and going to DeSantis. Right. And they're doing that not because they support DeSantis, but because they never actually did support Trump. Right. They just he, he he's been the ring leader. Right. He's had a hold on the uh, they'll come back once they realize DeSantis isn't isn't going to get anywhere. They'll come back after the after the first couple primaries. All, all these donors will start. They'll start back. to see. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all the, coordinated. I see. Because when you're holding yeah. a 20 point lead, uh, it, there's not even there's not even yeah. a, a competition. And DeSantis can't even in all the polls head to head with DeSantis and Biden. DeSantis loses every single time. Mm-hmm. He can't even beat Biden. Trump is the only yeah. one that they pull that that's that beats Biden head to head. Yeah. So. No, and it's 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 winner. I'm 100 percent behind Trump, and uh, it's be the big part is we've seen what he did in the last four years yeah. of his presidency, and I love it. You know, he did it once; he can do it again, mm-hmm. and he'll be able to do it way better this time. Yep. So to really pivot can. from that, I just want to touch on the American flag. You know, the Department of Defense saying, "Hey, at February 10." February 10th and uh, releasing this memo saying uh, we no longer want service members carrying the U.S. flag horizontally or land it on the ground after a parachute jump. This is no longer acceptable. Now, I get it. 
you know, out of respect for the flag. But immediately I have a red flag go up when this statement is coming out during a very strong democratic um, yeah. presidency. And we're all in, all up till this time. They've just wanted to remove the American pride, remove the American mm. patri- patriotism that this is just like, okay, wait a second. And they're saying it's due to title four, um, uh, known as the fl- the U S flag code, which I need to read title title four and find out more, but there's just a caution because here's the thing they're saying, okay, you all, you've all seen football events where they hold the flag on the field and it's a beautiful thing. It's represented. Hey, this is the United States, it's patriotism. It's a beautiful symbolic thing. You're proud of your country. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, Hey, we no longer want that. We no longer want the parachute guys. And we no longer want you guys holding the only exception is laying it over a casket. Now, here's the thing. This might seem small and like a good gesture, but once they try to remove the flag, they'll start to go after the the national anthem and they'll start to go after other things where we're dating all the way back. The flag was first introduced back in 1862 at a baseball event and then it became formalized at events after World War II. And then the national anthem started in 1918. And anything that represents the states, America, they want to get rid of. Anything that is so about the pride of our country, they want to remove. And so mm-hmm. this is just something that you know we're going to see as it unfolds, no pun intended. But you just have to have your guard up when certain things happen and the reason, <clears throat> excuse me, the reasoning behind them. One of the other ones is playing the black national anthem at sporting events before the Super Bowl. They pay, they played yeah. the black national anthem. It's like, and they've been doing it for a while. It's like, but you got to be kidding me that you're talking about, hey, we want to, we want to all be unified as a country and as a nation. Well, there's segregation right there in playing the black yeah. national anthem and then the national anthem. There's only one national anthem and it's a star spangled banner, you know? Like yeah. the whole like point health. of the national anthem is to unite. Yes. The people that live here. That's the whole point of it. And so to have your own, I mean, think about it. Black national anthem. They have historically black only colleges. They have colleges where you can only be you can only get in if you are black they have schools in california they want they're pushing for high schools and elementaries for only black high schools and elementaries and yeah i mean it's it's called segregation they're segregating us again it's yep all in the name of equality equality politics their agenda i laughed so hard it was last year in um oregon portland uh, a small restaurant came up with this brilliant idea and they said, mm-hmm. what we're going to do to stop racism uh, in our restaurant is we created seating just for blacks and seating just for whites. Yeah, so I that saw that. everyone could feel included. <laughs> there was it's another like- one that charged white people more. <laughs> they would charge white people more for their meals than they would uh, black people. It's just like, you have got to be kidding me. We're going right back. You've gone to full circle. We yes, you've we're gone going full, full circle. circle, and you're just making it worse by your dumb, unrealistic um, ideas and rules. And if you ever think you should run for government, don't, because yeah. you suck at running a restaurant, yeah. and you would suck in government. Okay, you ALC. Know? They never should have let her out of that bar. Bartender. Yeah. Now she's up there just, who knows, it's a joke. It's a circus. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it just useless, useless rules and it causes more harm than help. It costs us a lot of money and it's purely useless. And that brings me right into the next, the next, uh, the next conversation here, all about money a complete waste of our taxpayer dollars 
is mm. this Ohio train derailment. Okay. Yep. So it yep. happened February 2nd. Trump mm-hmm. went there February 20th. Uh, Pete, uh, Pothole P went there February uh, 21st, a day later. I might have my days off, February 19th, February 20th, or 20th, 21st. Anyway, so no, Pete, it was, Pete, yeah, it was, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Pete, Pothole Pete goes there, looks at the whole thing, and then the Washington Post said this. After every possible regulatory change that was made under the Trump administration, we have found none of them contributed to the train derailment in East mm-hmm. Palestine. Yeah. On top of that, we've decided to examine every possible regulatory change made under Trump that could be related to the accident, and we have not found anything. anything. Yep. That's what they like, do. They lie for a whole week, and then whenever the truth comes out, they report on it for three minutes and then bury it so you don't know. It's, yes, it's nuts. It's an absolute – it's a scam. It's a waste of the money. Here mm-hmm. Trump went, spent thousands of dollars on water and food for the people, showed up, took a whole day of his time, showed up, plus the gas in his jet to even get there. You know, that thing's yeah. not, not cheap to fly around. Shows up, is truly there for the people, and then Pothole Pete shows up and says, hey, I really think this was something that Trump uh, did that caused this. Mm-hmm. And then, that's a lie right there. But then yeah. the buffoons actually took the time and the energy to investigate it. Yeah, they investigated Trump and his policies, only to come to the conclusion he had nothing to do with it, and it was actually more likely Biden's administration's fault, right? Because, and and this is, you hit on a key there, Trey, is that Biden's fault and what it is, is two things that happened. The infrastructure bill, Mm -hmm. very, very little of it went to infrastructure. None of it did, yeah. The second part was this whole, um, the railway strike. Yep. And then they never came to a proper conclusion on it. No. Biden just ignored it. His whole administration just ignored it and act like it wasn't happening. Yes. And so what they did was they laid off, um, they laid off railroad workers Mm -hmm. and then they started, they started hooking more train cars than they could actually, than was proper. And then they didn't have the crews to maintain the tracks. Yeah. Like every, every, I'll say this. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah, exactly. And when you have crappy leadership, expect everything under it to be mm-hmm. crappy. That's just yeah. the matter. That's just that's just fact. There's no leadership. Nobody even knows who's running the country. Mm-hmm. Literally nobody knows. Nobody ask any person who's running the country, not a single person knows. Makes you wonder who the heck is running the country? It's not Biden. I watched a video today where the Secret Service, Biden about tripped off of getting out of the plane. Secret Service literally had to direct him, direct him up this way, up the sidewalk. He's at the White House. And they literally had to direct him inside the White House. He didn't know how to get in the White House from the front lawn. Stepped off the helicopter. They had to direct him up the path. They had to direct they had to direct him the the very clearly, very clearly. The Secret Service said, up there through the door. Biden nodded, completely ignored him, and kept walking right into a bush. Yep. Who the heck is running our country? Nope. Nobody even knows who's running our country. Ask anybody. This is absolutely well, I nuts. Think there's, I think there's lots of uh, there's lots of people together running it. I was just reading a post about but who? Uh, Nancy Can you name Pelosi. Them? Well, Nancy yeah. Pelosi, they're saying, is still calling shots, even though uh, Hakeem in Jeffries, Congress. Yeah, in Congress, yeah, she's still calling shots, um, even though they're minority. Like she's still in the background. Yet they're saying she's failing to show up consistently in the caucus. Well, yeah, she's and about so, to she's about to retire. But yeah, yeah, she. But still, that's. But I'm talking about out of the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Who the heck is running this country? Yeah, it's nobody you in Congress. Obama, it's nobody in the Senate. Hillary. You probably got like, some wealthy. Soros, whoever's running it's not running it from the White House. That's all I'll say. There's nobody in the White House running the government. Mm -hmm. That's just interesting. It just 
they and, and they know once someone knows they can get away with something once, mm-hmm. they'll do it again, and yep. and it won't stop. Yeah. And so, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Joe Biden, if they try to push him for the runner-up against Trump, or if they'll try to replace him. You know, because they might go, "Hey, this mm-hmm. guy's getting more and more senile, and that's going to give us more control." Or they're going to go, well, this guy is just, you know, we need. They also know they rigged the election once and got away with it barely. There's no way they'll be there. They know now there's no way that they could possibly rig it again. They rig it again, total uprising. There's, there will be a war and it won't be a war against we, the people versus Republicans versus Democrats. Now it'll be a war of we, the people versus those in those in DC, you know what I mean? They they're, they'll go right for the they'll they'll go right for to the source. There's no way they can't. So yeah, so yeah, you're right. It's like they're they're cut they're caught in a conundrum. Do we go with the guy who we had to rig the first time to even get in, but we can control them more, or do we put somebody up? And that's also why I think you know DeSantis. They're trying to push DeSantis because you got a lot of Democrats getting behind DeSantis. Soros has all but endorsed him. You know, uh, and so it's like Jeb we, Bush, Jeb Bush, Jeb, Jeb Bush endorsed him. Yeah. Um, so it's like they know he's established. They know they probably can't really control him too much, but they know if they give him just enough money and put these establishment people right around him, they they won't be able to control. But they can guide him back into a Bush era type GOP, you know, which is what they want. So I think that's exactly what's going on there. I think they don't want Trump. Well, we know they don't want, but they if they if they can get Trump out of the way and at least have a guy like DeSantis where they can guide back to the Bush era of GOP warmongers, right? Rhinos, if they can get somebody and push them like that there, you know, they're gonna take that chance because there's no way. They know Trump is the nominee, it's over. They can't rig it. You rig it again, there's gonna be an all out. There's gonna be an all-out something, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the people, the people just won't stand out. Like you see what's happening in um, Arizona with Carrie Lake. She's going all the way to the Arizona Supreme Court. Yeah. So they filed today, and and they're hoping uh, to have it expedited to have the hearing. Now, what we'll see in that hearing is, uh, you know, if they accept it and go with it, will they just issue her? the as the rightful governor or will they do a a recount but there's just a lot of there's just a lot or of stuff re-election going on. and here's here's the other thing too that is just striking to me is that the democrats aren't rigging the elections to get smart people in and i don't no. get that no like, they're not Look Katie at Hobbs Katie isn't Hobbs. the sharpest tool in in the drawer joe no. biden is it and so are they are they just not smart people? They want or puppets. is it actually there's yeah. Or they is it are, are they well, are the people that are rigging it and and putting up these people, are they just truly incompetent or are they a hundred percent controlled by someone behind the curtain and so they just don't care? You know? They are one hundred percent controlled. I really believe that, and they just do not care. There's no way, there's no way, there's no way else to explain it. Like what? Biden's just putting on a show, John Fetterman. And look at that. John Fetterman goes to the hospital again and his wife flees the country. Weird. Weird. Yeah, there's just the whole point of the whole point, the whole point of their ads was my wife stood by me, my kids stood by me for years as we fought this. And the minute he gets in office and he gets back in the hospital, she grabs the kids and leaves. Weird, just strange, and, and it's all Paul Pelosi. That whole situation, just strange, right? Hunter Biden, uh, Biden's daughter, her diary with her talking about how her dad Biden would Joe would shower with her. Strange, just weird stuff. All of it is weird. These people, they truly are. They're sick. They're evil. I, I mean, they these people might. I mean, yeah, they're sick. They're evil. They're being controlled. That's why they don't care. You know, they deep down they they don't care. You know, they're making their money, right? They have the illusion of power. They're getting away with whatever they want to get away with. They they don't care. You know, they really don't care. I mean, look at Biden. Straight up had fifty 
former intelligent agents come up and say the laptop from hell was actually from Russia. Turns out it wasn't. All 50 of those people lied and they don't care. Nobody's even talking about it. They don't care. It's I know, once, it's once right get away in our with faces. That. Yeah, they don't they don't care. Yep. They uh, just keep running with it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Not That's cool. super good. Well, hey, everyone, yeah. that wraps up conversation. And as always promised on every episode, uh, after this next break, education. And we are going to be hitting political interest groups and what really happens after these people are elected. Uh, welcome back, guys. Yeah, so like Joe said, we are going to get into some political interest groups. So what is a political interest group? A political interest group is a group of people that have a specific political interest. They organize in an effort to influence laws and government policy. They try to get elective officials to pass laws that will benefit their group. Sometimes these groups are called special interest groups or advocacy groups. You remember back in 2016, at the debates, the Republican debates, and every time Trump would say something about Jeb or anybody, they would all start booing, and then Trump would point down at the crowd. That's all his special interest groups, right? So imagine it like this. You have a group of people. Their whole job is to buy off government officials, and it's legal. So uh, lobbying and lobbyists. So one of the main ways that interest groups try to influence elected officials is through lobbying. The term lobbying comes from a time when citizens would wait in the lobby outside the Congress to talk to representatives. What a much simpler time. Uh, today, the people doing the lobbying are called lobbyists. Many lobbyists are highly paid members of the interest group. They will work full time trying to convince elected officials to help their group. In order to influence the political officials, lobbyists have meetings, offer legal advice, help to draft laws, entertain the officials by taking them out to dinner or a show, uh, securing them a cushy job after they're done in Congress. Uh, helping their kids get into colleges, you name the bribe, they're they're doing it. So, uh, rating the representatives, I can't. I mean, and you read it, and you can't even believe that this is legal. You know, this is why Trump says it's time to get rid of special interests. It's time to get rid of lobbying. That, that's what. That's what. That's why American First people are so against this because you can't even believe if me as a private citizen walked up to anybody in Congress and said, "Hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars." Make sure this law gets passed. I would immediately go to jail for bribe. Did it to the mayor, bribe, jail, president, jail, vice president, jail. These people, they do that exact same thing, but because they're registered with the government, it's okay. So interest groups often rate representatives on how well they think they are supporting their cause. For example, if the interest group was a strong military uh, was for a strong military, they might rate a congressman low for voting to lower the military budget. At the same time, an anti-war interest group may rate the same congressman high. Joe, you want to take over there? Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, on marketing, sometimes interest groups use marketing to influence both voters and public officials. They'll run commercials on TV or take out ads in magazines. They also send out letters through the mail or run an online ad campaign. The types of interest groups, now there's thousands of them in the United States, but some of them are very powerful. Most interest groups can be put into one of two categories. Economic, these groups work to improve the economic benefit, so pay profits jobs of the group they represent. Public interest, these groups work on issues that they believe will protect the rights and lives of the general public. Economic interest groups, agriculture. Some economic interest groups specialize in agriculture. They try to influence legislation that'll help out farmers. One example of this is the American Farm Bureau Federation. They have over 5 million members. So that's a very powerful interest group. Businesses interest groups try to influence government policies to help out their industry. There are some larger groups like the United States Chamber of Karma Commerce, which try to help businesses in general. 
but most groups are formed for a specific industry. Examples include the American Trucking Association, the National Association of Realtors, and the American Paper Institute. Trade associations, some interest groups are based on a specific trade or profession. Examples of these include the American Medical Association, so it includes all the doctors, as well as the American Bar Association, all the lawyers. Organized labor, the labor unions form some of the most powerful interest groups in the country. One example is the AFL-CIO, which has over 13 million members. And then the public interest groups, environmental, these groups take up the cause to help keep the environment clean and protect animals. Examples include the National Wildlife Federation, the National Audubon, Audubon Society, and the Sierra Club. Civil rights, these organizations lobby to improve the civil rights of different groups of people in the country. Examples include the National Association of the Advancement of Colored People, um, the American Association of People with Disabilities, and the American Association of Retired People. And then to wrap it up is the consumer. These groups try to influence the government to protect the consumer from big business. Examples include the Better Business Bureau, Public Citizens, and Consumer Watchdog. So just to summarize all of that real quick is this. We have candidates when they're running for office, office, a president will travel the whole country. He'll campaign. And who does he campaign to? He campaigns to the American people. We, we, he campaigns with us. He tells us what he's going to do. And then they get to office. Actually, this example wouldn't work with a president. It would work with like a representative or a senator. Then they get elected office and they start doing the polar opposite of what we elected them to do. That's where all these lobbyists come in is because they have a little bit more suave with their words. They have a little bit more pull, as Trey says, with getting kids in college. They have a little bit more pull with, hey, you're only a senator for six years. And then, hey, I got to set up for a nice 401k so that you retire real good. They have a little bit more pull, and that's why you see policies start to wander. Well, everyone, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we are releasing episodes on Tuesday and Thursdays at 10 p.m. Share with everyone you know, and until next time, God bless.